Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Why, yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. I am Andrew Coppins, flying solo, hopefully one last time. I know that Pat and his wife, Mrs. Pat, are getting better. Um, I've been in contact with him, so he's at least checking his messages once or twice a day, and um, he's he's getting better. But um, come Monday, Pat, um, the CDC says you have no excuse to to not be here. Sort of, kind of. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program, in the Friar. Um, we're going to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about two topics, one in the sports world, because I love sports, as as you know, if you've been paying attention to the show in the past. <clears throat> but we're also going to talk about um, the dastardly Western imperialism that the uh, leftist academia crowd hates. But <clears throat> I'm going to make a point about um, self-loathing, if you will, on that. But let's go ahead and start in the world of sports where um, no story is arguably bigger than what is going on with the NFL. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, who was traded from the Houston Texans in the offseason, alleged to have <clears throat> sexually violated, shall we say, um, upwards of 20 to 30 masseuses during his time in Houston. The details that have come out are pretty nasty, are pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> but um, I've seen some people on the right, and I've seen some people on the left even, have this wonderful hot take. And Clay Travis of OutKick and the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show um, <clears throat> had something to say on this topic. And you'll excuse my voice. Uh, 
I was out celebrating a wonderful friend of ours, uh, 40th birthday last night. So lots of talking, lots of frivolity and, and, uh, loud noises. Um, so my voice is a little in and out today. So I apologize for that, but, uh, Clay Travis talking about Deshaun Watson, the NFL hands down a six game suspension. At least that was the judgment of the judge. Not good enough for Roger Goodell and the the moral police in the sports world. And Clay Travis has a point here that I want you to listen to, and then we can discuss. But Roger Goodell effectively said that there was predatory behavior that uh, Deshaun Watson had engaged in. And this happened last week where there was a six-game suspension officially uh, given And then uh, the NFL had several days to decide whether or not to appeal. They have appealed. They want a year or more for Deshaun Watson. I've said it for a long time, and I'll continue to say it now. I am opposed to the idea of sports leagues giving suspensions. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of sports leagues conducting their own investigations. I don't believe it makes sense whatsoever. I've argued against it for a long time. You can go back and read old articles that I wrote. I was right. I think the precedent that the NFL set by deciding to be judge, jury, executioner, by investigating off the field entirely related behavior, right? I'm not talking about whether somebody used PEDS or whether there was a violation of rules or inappropriate behavior that occurs in a game. I'm talking about the NFL actually conducting their own version of criminal investigations. I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think it ever has made any sense. So I wanted to stop it right there, right? So Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension, according to the NFL, for conduct off the field, right? Egregious as it may be. Clay Travis is arguing that the NFL has no responsibility, should not be investigating these types of things and should not be suspending players for these types of uh, things unless criminally held liable. And I want to know what your opinion is on this. You can follow me on social media at The Cop and Show or on uh, on Instagram. It is at Critical Thinking Show. Um, I'm at the Cop and Show everywhere else except for there. I'm trying to keep the the uh, the two worlds, the real estate world and and the show world, uh, a little bit separate. But I want you to to tweet at me. I want you to give me your opinion on this. I want you to let me know on the Facebook page. I want you to let me know. Um, I I just. I understand where Clay Travis is going here because this is the slippery slope argument, right? This is the argument that what is considered moral, right, just, um, worthy of outrage today might not be the same five years from now. Where's the line that you draw in the sand if you're the NFL? And I also understand where the NFL comes down on this and why they're doing what they're doing currently. It is because they believe that they need to protect the shield, right? The the NFL logo, if you will. They need to protect the brand at all costs. 
And when we see increased criminality, when we see these awful things happening off the field, and these players have the status that they do have in our society, and that is the reality, these people are megastars. These are our celebrities. The NFL has said, we're going to set a, a standard of morality, if you will, that you must abide by. They've put it into the CBA. The players have agreed to it, largely begrudgingly, but they've agreed to it. This isn't something that is just willy-nilly put out there. Do you agree, though, that if not put through the criminal court system or the civil court system, the NFL has no business suspending players, conducting investigations, doing the things they do? Because I have um, people that I went to school with. I have people that I've known for years in my life who have let me into some of the inside baseball of the NFL. The NFL doesn't just willy-nilly conduct investigations. Oh, wait, yes, they do. One of the first things that these people realize is that the NFL is always watching around a corner. The NFL knows everything. They are all-knowing. They are all-seeing because they invest a crap ton of money investigating their players and sleuthing out what they're doing on and off the field. To the point where if you go out on a Saturday night, it's very likely the NFL knows about it. They know what you're doing. And when we're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry every single year, the Dallas Cowboys are worth somewhere close to seven or eight billion dollars as a company right now. The Green Bay Packers, a publicly owned franchise, can't be just sold off to the highest bidder without everybody <clears throat> in that um, corporation voting for it. It's worth over four and a half billion dollars. In a city of 100,000 people, in a larger metro area of about 240, 250,000 people. In a state that has less people than the Dallas Metroplex probably has. There's money everywhere. And the NFL believes it must protect the brand at all costs. But protect it from what for whom? Is Fox, ESPN, CBS, NBC, whomever has the rights to whatever package of games? Are they going to go away? Are they going to take the ball and go home? No. It is their biggest cash cow. How do we know that they're not going to take their ball and go home? Look at the rights for just the Thursday night package and who fought over said rights. Look at what is going on with the ability to stream the NFL going forward. Or the NFL Sunday ticket or whatever you want to call it. 
Look at all the battles that are happening. Despite all these increased criminal behaviors, these acts like Deshaun Watson, you know, um, Frank Gore, uh, former San Francisco 49er and New York Jet, right? Caught dragging um, his wife, I believe, um, after an altercation down the floor of his hotel room in Atlantic City, naked. All of the horrific things that we've heard about player behavior off the field. These companies, Fox, Disney, Amazon, Apple, they all want a piece of the NFL pie still, right? Why? Because people still tune in. Now, the NFL has had problems with its ratings, and it ticked up a little bit last year. But what I struggle with in the argument of unless criminally proven, what I struggle with is this. A lot of these players act and are, unfortunately, above the law. A lot of them. Unless you actually do something criminal and get caught in the act of that criminality, such as uh, Henry Ruggs III, right? Crashes his vehicle, kills somebody because he's drunk off his ass, driving a car at high speeds in Las Vegas. Unless things like that are occurring. How often are we seeing these people beat on girlfriends, beat on wives, beat on people? How often are we seeing these people abusing drugs? How often are we seeing these people doing raunchy criminal things? How often are we seeing people being pulled over? Or how often we have we heard stories of them trafficking drugs? How often have we seen them involved in gang activities? Bringing the boys up with them, right? And how often are we seeing these individuals actually paying a price for their criminal behavior? Not very often. If the standard of their behavior, if, if the standard of the justice system were the same for the NFL player as it was for you at home and me here, if those things were the same, if we were to commit the acts that they commit on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and everything just goes away, or the cops look the other way, or they hide the behavior until it gets too, quote-unquote, out of control, Unless we're talking about the standards being the same and thus they get to be held to these criminal standards that you and I get to be held to on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, unless those things change. The NFL would have a very large problem on its hands. Large problem from the left, right? They would have a large problem from the very people that they've tried to kneel before whether that's the LGBTQ uh, football is gay uh, campaign, right? Or all the, the woke 
things that they've been doing with BLM Inc. and you know all the stuff in the wake of of George Floyd and his horrific death. Yes, it was a bad death. It was not good. What took place there? The very same people would be going after them. The very same people they are courting to bring into the fold while eschewing you and I and, and everybody else in, in middle America, if you will, just play from freaking football, right? Just play football. That's what we want. Leave, leave the rest of it. This is an escape for all of us. This is supposed to be entertainment. You're getting played. You're getting paid to play a child's game. A game that we all grew up throwing a football around if you're if you're you know a sports loving kid, right? Everybody throwing the football around, playing catch in the backyard or or you know, ultimate football or whatever. But the left won't allow that. It has got to be about their version of morality being executed by the Protect the Shield. So do I or do you agree? And I don't know where I come down on this, and this is the critical thinking aspect of the show. I don't know if I agree that the standard is criminality and then you get to suspend the player because I largely believe these players are above reproach when it comes, not reproach, but above the law. A lot of them get away with criminality that none of the rest of us would ever get away with. So again, unless that standard changes and they are held to that standard, the league reports it. The league does what it needs to do. Unless that is the case, is criminality the standard the NFL should be using when it talks to... Con to contact off the field. Alternatively, I also see Clay Travis's point that the NFL has no business talking about my freedom, my rights, my whatever, unless you don't get to take away my ability to work and earn a living simply because you don't like something I did off the field. For instance, does, does your employer know everything that you do outside of work? What if that is a woke corporation and you don't subscribe to wokeism? Should they be able to just fire you for that? No. Should they be able to fire you because um, they don't agree with you having you know 10 beers on the weekend and getting rowdy? Should they be able to fire you because you cheat on your wife? Should you be able to be fired because of somebody baselessly or whatever making an accusation against you? Should you be fired on the spot, um, suspended indefinitely without pay or whatever have you? Because for you and me, the standard in our workplaces is usually conduct inside the workplace and criminal behavior. If you are convicted of a crime, do you get to keep your job? 
Some places, yes. Yes, you do. Work release programs, right? Other places, no, no, sorry, you committed a crime, no matter what that crime is, and bye-bye. So do we hold the NFL to the same standard that we hold the rest of society, or does the NFL get to play by a different set of rules? At the end of the day, where I think I come down to this is, it is on the players. And what do I mean by that? They're the ones who sat down and, and voted for the latest CBA, the one before that, and the one before that, and the one before that, and the one before that. If they don't want to be held to the standards the NFL would like them to be held to, there's the USFL, there's the incoming XFL. There's now competition. And this is the thing that I have argued about when it comes to college football. The NFL uses college football as its feeder system. There is no real alternative path to the NFL for a football player. If you would love to get there, you play college football for two to three years. And then maybe you can join the NFL. And that's the NFL forcing that on those children. And a lot of those kids would like to earn a lot of money. Now, name, image, likeness, and all that stuff is kind of in, in play here today. But by and large, most of these uh, kids are not earning anything other than a degree from said university. So my question becomes, without you fighting for your own freedom, if you will, without you deciding to put pressure on the NFL, isn't it your own fault? The NFL has made the sandbox, if you will, and if you don't like to play in that sandbox... Don't play. It's just that simple. Alternatively, what if you said, no, thank you, and you go elsewhere where the rules are a little bit different, where the standard of not conduct, but the standard on which they're going to investigate you or suspend you or whatever is related to on-field or criminal, actual criminally proven conduct. Where are the players standing up and saying, nah, I'm, I'm not good with this judge, jury, and executioner stuff from the NFL? If the NFL doesn't like the outcome of an investigation, if you will, it just is going to cry bloody murder until it gets its way with your ability to earn a living. Now, Deshaun Watson appears to be an absolutely disgusting human being. Absolutely gross. What was included in the outcome of that judge, jury, executioner, if you will, uh, report, is horrific. Horrific. 
and is sexual assault. Let's be real about that. The issue criminally comes in differently, though, right? Can you prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt in front of a jury of his peers? Do they have that case? In the court of public opinion, in the court of civil court, it's a little bit different here. But in terms of criminality, so that's where I, I struggle, because if we're going to draw the line at criminality, these players get away with so much criminal behavior. that You wouldn't believe the things that some of these people get away with. That if it were a level playing field and the treatment of them was the same as you and I, again, to my point, if that were the case, I would say the NFL should stop investigating everything that happens off the field. But the players have agreed to the rules. The players have agreed to this. And if they don't like it going forward, if they don't want it going forward, negotiate it in the CBA. Tell the NFL to pound sand or, in mass, move to the USFL or the XFL. There are all alternatives out there. Do it. I just don't know exactly where, like, what is the right answer here? Because we have long, for the longest time, seen these people as role models, seen these people as arbiters of morality and culture in America. We have elevated the players. We have elevated the game. We have elevated this group of people to be almost the compass of this country. So while I understand I have a problem with, well, if they are that, do they have a responsibility that is greater than the average Joe? Again, I don't know the answer here, but I think it is worth thinking through. What is the alternative? Just allow these people to do whatever, say whatever, with all the freaking money in the world at their feet? And damn behavioral consequences? Unless it's criminal? Or we say, as an NFL group, as a protect the shield thing, here are the things that we expect of our employees. And you agree to these terms as you sign up to be an NFL player or you don't. Again, I think this is on the players to figure it out for themselves. Is this a line in the sand that they're willing to draw going forward? I think it will be interesting because the Deshaun Watson case gives us a great conundrum because on one hand, we don't have criminally proven charges yet. We don't have charges in this case. We don't have any sort of criminal path for him to pay a debt to society right now. That doesn't mean that it won't change over time, but right now, nope, nope, not going to happen. 
There may be some civil penalty. But is it on the NFL to be the ones that if the criminal courts can't get them, they do? And by they, I mean they're going to punish him without pay. They're going to they're gonna make an example out of Deshaun Watson. Or alternatively, the shame of this investigation having been done, the civil liability, is the punishment. The moral outrage of, of this crowd of, oh, he just gets to go on playing the game and earning millions of dollars and people cheering for him. You're right. People cheering for Deshaun Watson is insane. People holding him up as some sort of arbiter of good and great grand wonderfulness is insane. Those individuals who do that are insane. But I would I would throw it back to this with you and I. Would you, without any sort of proof of actual criminal behavior, like it if your employer got to decide whether you get to go back to work or when you get to go back to work or how you live your life outside of work unless it actually affects your ability to work, such as you go to jail? Yeah, I think they have a right to say whether or not you're, you have a job when you come back, right? But again, do they get to make a decision as to how you live your life outside of putting that uniform on or, or working inside that cubicle in the office or working online? If you went Jeffrey Tubin, right, on a Zoom meeting for your business, right? Yeah, they have a right to do something about that. But beyond that, how would you like it if they were the arbiters of your morality, your character, your lifestyle outside of the office? What if they are progressive left and they believe that um, you're a Christian nationalist and that is evil, awful, horrible because you dared to one day pray in the office or you have uh, a cross somewhere or you have a statue of Mary or Jesus or you, God forbid, um, talk about going to church. Should they be able to fire you for that? Because to them and their morality, right, their standards of society, the sandbox that they want to play in, you're, you're evil, you're bad, you're the problem. This is part of the reason why, why we are where we are. Is that we've gone from, do you do your job well, to... Do you do, do you do your job well and do you think correctly? Do you do the the right thing socially? Again, where's the line? I don't know the answer. I want you to critically think through it. But speaking of the the woke scolds and and progressive leftism, right? 
One of my hard and fast rules when it comes to these individuals is what they are going to accuse you of is what they're actually doing in real life. And there's nothing bigger than the progressive movement talking about Western imperialism and Western democracy being the problem, Western morality being the issue, down with the patriarchy, right? Down with Western patriarchy. It is evil. It has set the world back and, and we need to fight it, right? Interesting. Because again, what they often accuse you of is exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to bring up a few things. What are their dogmatic beliefs of Western academia, if you will? Western um, left progressivism. Are we not supposed to have to kneel before the cultural Marxism of academia? Are we not having to believe that dudes are ladies and ladies are dudes, and if you don't believe that, you're a bigot? How about gender and queer theory being reality? Accept it or you're a bigot. Wait, what? Do the people of Africa believe that? Do the people of Asia believe that? What about the people in the Middle East? It isn't the... Western um, imperialism taking over the world. The Western imperialism that these academics are speaking of is actually themselves and their woke cultural war. You're telling us, kneel before you and believe in cultural Marxism, believe that dudes are actually ladies and ladies are dudes and there's no such thing as a woman who gives birth. It is just a birthing person, right? We're supposed to believe that. And if you don't believe that, you're the bigot, right? Let me ask you a question. Where in the world is gay marriage allowed and where is it not allowed I'll give you a hint it's not allowed in the non-western world in Africa only one country believes in gay marriage legally South Africa the most western of all countries in Africa it's unbelievable, right? These people want to talk about how bad the West is and how terrible Western society and, and, and all of these things are. Yet, they're the ones who have that woke standard. So are we supposed to look to the East for gay marriage? Right? Is that what we're supposed to do? Oh, you mean you would march through their society as well to impose your cultural Marxism on them? Huh. Strange. 
the same people who go go visit the uh, Burj Khalifa or whatever the hell it is over in Dubai, right? The same people who took the money of Qatar, then allowed them to enslave, yes, enslave people of people from Bangladesh and Nepal to build the stadiums, the five stadiums for the 2022 World Cup. And you said nothing, did nothing, shut up and took the money, right? Just like you do all the time with Saudi Arabia, just like you do all the time with Iran, just like you do all the time with China. You shut up, take the money, and then tell us that we're bad. Tell us that it is the Christian um, enlightenment movement, if you will, right? The Western enlightenment that's evil, bad, horrible, and we have to reform it into the, the, the vision of the left. But that's only for the West. The rest of the world, uh, 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 no, 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 no. It's the, Le- the, the LeBron James argument. Much larger scale, but the LeBron James argument. Look at abortion. Where in the world is abortion actually allowed and where it's not? Give you a hint. The West basically allows abortion. On some way, shape, or form, abortion is absolutely available. And in places where the cultural Marxists, whom believe in population control, actually are wanting population control. Places like China, places like Russia. They have abortion rights. The rest of the world basically has no abortion rights. They don't believe in abortion, at least in a legal sense. There's no framework around that legally. So I want you to think about these things. And then I want you to think about our brand new Richard of the Week. And I know we've been doing Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin, and he deserves it for his unwarranted war in the Ukraine. Absolutely deserves it. But our brand new <clears throat> Richard of the Week is the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who now adds that title of the truth registered trademark. It's called the Fauci effect, which is sort of like, you know, as trust me, I'm I I don't get excited about that. (laughs) I mean, it's nice, but I mean, it's it's people go to medical school. Now, people are interested in science, not because of me, because people most people don't know me who I am. My friends know me. My wife knows me, but people don't know me. It's what I symbolize and what I symbolize in a in an era of the normalization of untruths and lies 
and and all the things you're seeing going on in society from January 6th to everything else that goes on, people are craving for consistency, for integrity, for truth, and for people caring about people. Consistency, integrity, and truth. There has not been a single person more inconsistent when it comes to COVID-19 than the science, trademark, the truth, registered trademark, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Not a single person has been more inconsistent on masks, on vaccinations, on this, on that. Nobody, and I mean nobody, not even Dr. Deborah Burks, scarf face, as I like to call her. Not a single individual in this entire world has been more inconsistent on COVID-19 than that man. The only thing he's really been consistent about is the utter arrogance to suggest that he is a symbol of anything. I am a symbol. What? Who in the hell thinks like that other than an absolute narcissist? The chutzpah that this man continues to show us is unbelievable. That includes the arrogance to suggest that gain-of-function research is not a thing that the NIH was ever funding. Which, by the way, this week in congressional testimony, we had another doctor, another epidemiologist, another research-based scientist let us know that these idiots researching gain-of-function these morons researching all this stuff. Still, after watching what happened with COVID-19, watching what happened when you mess around with viruses, whether it got somehow from the lab to a bat and then they flew and then took a dump over everybody's food, or alternatively, the people who were involved in that wet market were very close to the aerosolized virus that they didn't know was aerosolized from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the very same people who unleashed COVID-19, <clears throat> allegedly. And we've seen the millions of people dead across the globe from this. Those very same people are continuing gain-of-function research on a virus that has a 60% mortality rate to it. That's right, they're amplifying it to understand how it works and how bad it could get, right? All of the things that we were told uh, gain-of-function does, they're doing it with that virus. These morons, a 60%, let me think about, let's think about this. The plague killed 20% of the known world at the time, 20%. And we're talking about something that will kill 60% of the people who get it? And they're willing to continue to further that research, willing to continue to mess around. This ain't Ice Cube, baby. We're not going to mess around and get a triple-double. We're going to mess around and get 60% of people dead. One of two things has to exist when, when you understand the mortality of something like that and you continue to mess around with it. You are a narcissist 
or this is your plan when it comes to depopulating the world. It is on purpose or arrogance. It's a plan or it is your narcissism to think. And this is where I come down on all of this stuff. Can I understand that it's important for us to be able to better understand ourselves and how we can be healthier for ourselves? Can I understand that experimentation and better understanding God's creation is important? Yes. Where I draw the line is when you believe that you get to play God. When you believe that, um, you know what, I'm going to grow a separate set of organs in some other God's creation so that I could live 200 years. The same people talking about depopulating the world are the same people who want to grow organs in pigs for their own amusement. Human organs inside of a pig for their own freaking amusement. And they're, well, it, you didn't know that? We, we, we transplanted somebody's lungs or their liver. And it was just sitting there for 20, 30 years in a pig or however long. God created us as imperfect human beings. We are not perfect. The only time we are perfect is when we are dead. And we go to heaven and we atone for our sin here on earth. When we repent, when we show our sorrow for that sin. When we enter the gates of heaven, have we become perfect? The idea that we get to play God here on earth is insane. And if you run into people like that in your life, Run the other direction, or alternatively, confront them, call them on their narcissistic bullshit right in front of everybody, confront, confront, confront with power under control. Confront them. Tell them, no, I don't accept that. You're wrong. You are a not good human being, and I will continue to tell you that every single time I see you. It's okay. Somebody might see you as an asshole. Right? Somebody might see you being that way and say, man, I don't like that person. It's not about being liked anymore. These people literally believe they can play God on all levels, whether that's the climate, whether that is anything on this earth. They believe they have the tools to play God and that it is right and righteous for them to do so. That's where Dr. Anthony Fauci gets that chutzpah, the science. I rep, I am a symbol of truth, despite taking all sides of every freaking issue when it comes to COVID-19. Despite the fact that the CDC says, guess what, vaccinated, unvaccinated, no difference. None, right? Despite all of those things. You're the truth? You, you really think that's what people, and if you believe that, Anthony Fauci represents that. You're as equally insane as he is. So congratulations on upending Vladimir Putin as our Richard of the Week. 
And with that, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you continue to pray for Pat and Mrs. Pat as they continue to recover. And with that, please be smart, be safe, be kind, power under control. And as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.